I wasn't proud of where I was like physically, emotionally, mentally. But then I spoke at this event a year later, having built multiple seven figure businesses. We have 118 real estate clients. We manage like almost $180,000 a month in advertising spend right now, plus my coaching programs, whatever it is. And I'm actually, I have more companies making more money, but I'm actually now, I have more time to work out. Now I'm working out in the morning. I run in the afternoon as well. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and another interview today, as you can probably imagine, I'm I just I get excited for every single interview that I do. I don't think there's been a single one that I'm just like not super pumped about. But uh, this one in particular, this guy is he's a homie. And um, I think that every time I do a podcast with like someone that's my age, that's killing it. And this guy, this guy's killing it, man. Like he's he's killing it more than I am killing it, I feel like and uh, he's he's super, super cool. But every time I feel like that I get on these conversations with these people that people just get interested in hearing like us talk and we were talking about my world trip beforehand and kind of like some of the stuff we'll have to recap that. And it was like, um, dude, let's just stop talking right now and get on the podcast and have a normal conversation about life and what we're doing and, and everything. So um, we're probably not, we might not teach you a whole lot on this one. It's just going to be super, super interesting because this is a, a super interesting dude. And um, this is this next guest that I have on here, I didn't know how to pronounce his name forever. Um, I lost a bet to him on Super Bowl Sunday, which was my favorite bet ever to lose. We bet 50 bucks. Um, and we'll have to talk about that. But I'm going to bring on him... None other than the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Ravi Abuvala. Yes, my Hey, man. I got it down, oh, Riley. Right. What's up, bro? How are you doing, my man? What a freaking hyped up intro, man. I'm super excited to speak with you as well. Yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know if you reached out to me or I reached out to you, but I was a little butthurt for a while. I was like, why the hell is Josh not interviewing me on his podcast right now? I was like, hey, listen, bro. So did everybody else. JR, in fact, I want to show you JR's exact text when I. <laughs> Like texted him because I texted Jr. and I was like, uh, "Hey, you want to come on my podcast?" And he goes, "Hold on, Jr. Okay, pause for a second. Have you updated? Do you have you have iPhone? Have you updated yeah. your iPhone? No, I haven't. It I, sucks. I, I heard about it. That's why it I have enough. Sucks, bro. Yeah, I can't I find any of my like contacts or anything. Like when I search text messages, it's like freaks out on me. Here it is. All right. So for Jr., I texted him and he goes. Do, 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 do. Oh, the, OMG, this is the day I've been waiting for my whole life. Mom, I made it. I've reached the pinnacle. Russell Brunson ain't got nothing on me. So you're not the only no, one that wanted to Luke, get on. And yours, I just, I just found it. Wanna be, you said, want to be on my podcast. I'd love to have you on. Uh, and I said, in all caps, I would love to. I was honestly wondering when you were going to ask. When you were going to. Yeah. yeah. So like, Everyone it's kind of a thing. thing. Everybody like, wants well, I guess we're just not good enough for Josh's fucking podcast. I guess Listen, it's not that you're not good enough. It's just that I had to set the tone and 
when you listen, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you here. Listen, if I would have brought people like you and JR and everybody on right away, it would have been like just like every other podcast, right? But because I bring on people that everybody else knows and like, and like, you know, the Steve Larson's, the Natalie Hotson's, like these people that are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. Then I come in and bring you guys on all of a sudden you're now cool. Nice. You get more okay. exposure. So, so and we're just not big enough. That's you're just, just you're not just not cool big enough, enough yet. Yeah, we're bro. just not big enough. Yeah. Yeah. The nice part you just telling us is like, yeah, you're just not important, dude. So, you're just, so now I'm doing it as a favor because we ran out of the important friends. No, so, no, absolutely. We haven't. No, listen, you guys are my homies. And these are the conversations that we need to be having. But I also have to play my audience, dude. And like, it is about the audience. You know this, dude. Oh, uh, you're I'm right. No, I'm here. just messing around, man. And honestly, I... Uh, I was checking out some of the other podcasts you have. I was listening to some of them uh, on my run this morning. And I was like, to even be on the same podcast with some of the other names you named there, I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm super, super grateful to be on here. Uh, I think you are probably one of the coolest cats I've ever met. I'm not just saying that because we're on the podcast, but just because, like, first time I met you, you were at – it was at, actually, ironically, JR's Mastermind last year. Yeah, yeah. Like, Who's this fucking cat with flip-flops and pants coming in here, like, trying to tell me what to do and how I should run my business? <laughs> and then someone was like, no, nah, he just wears flip-flops everywhere. Then I go to 10X a few months later – and we're trying to get into a club, and you have flip flops on. Yeah, and, yeah. In the club you flip. and I'm like, I was this so cat pissed doesn't off. Doesn't give a shit, man. And that's what I, I love about you. Well, I don't. And that's actually super true. In fact, so I started dating my girlfriend uh, a year and almost a year and a half ago now, I think. And I remember she came in and she was like, We got problems here. You need to learn how to dress. Right. <laughs> so, like, Literally, I never matched. I did not care at all, dude. And I think I probably spent like dang near close to a thousand bucks in the first like month or two that we were dating on new clothes and a new wardrobe because <laughs> she was like, you have to match if I want to go out with you. I was like, all right, you're hot enough and you're awesome. Like, oh, we can match. But flip-flops is one thing that I just didn't give up. And it pisses me off because like I spend more money on my flip-flops than most people do on their, their normal like dress shoes. Like I spend a lot of money on flip-flops. And they don't let me in places. And I got, dude, I almost did not get let up to the, um, in Chicago, they have the, the signature room at 95th. Yeah. They have a strict no shoes policy, but I, I mean, uh, no flip-flops policy. So I called ahead twice, let them know that like, Hey, I'm coming in business clothes, but I'm wearing flip-flops. Is it okay? Reservations told me twice that it was okay. Then I got there and they wouldn't let me up. So I wouldn't leave until they brought down the manager. I argued with the manager for 15 minutes. I had him call his tech team and I said, you need to show me on your website where it says male flip-flops are not allowed. He was like, he called his tech team. They called it up. And on the phone with them, I proved to him that nowhere on the website does it say men are not allowed to wear flip-flops that specific lingo. And then he had to let me up and he was pissed, but we won. So like, I know the loopholes, man. Like, Dude, there, I these are some serious issues, and I'm super happy we're covering on this. I podcast. know these. This needs to be heard. There is no movement for flip flops right now, and we need to start this right women now. Women have a monopoly on it. Listen, women can go into the signature room at 95th and be just fine in flip flops, but guys wear them. And I, I literally told them. And by the way, I have the whole conversation recorded because I was pissed off. I was like, "Sir, I have my flip flops cost more than your shoes right now that you are wearing." And you're not going to let me in. And you're claiming that it's a thing. So anyway, I'm, I'm hyped up about this. But uh, <laughs> uh, dude, but yeah, How we met at Josh 40. How to trigger Josh 40. Oh, man. Talking about flip-flops. Tell me, tell me that I can't wear flip-flops to something. And I'm like, <laughs> I've spoken on stage in front of 1,200 people in flip-flops and a backwards hat. So 
let's go there. But uh, anyway, dude, how you been? We met at, we met at uh, JR's, but we really like got to know each other and hang out at um, 10X. 10X, yeah. And then we got to watch the Super Bowl together. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, which that was an awesome phenomenal. time as well. That's when you and I, I think really clicked. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, I guess you owed me money, right? You had to send me money for it. So, and for context, people, I'm not, I don't really gamble, but I do like to bet on sports a little bit, like 20, 30 bucks. So Ravi and I were there and we bet $50. And I remember, cause I was like, who wants to bet on the game? And you're like, well, heck yeah, I'll bet on the Rams, right? And I was like, no, no, I want to bet on the Rams. And you're like, what the heck, right? <laughs> and it's because anytime the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, I always put money on the other team because then either way I win. And Lost you won. And I won. I, and won. I won. And you won and you won 50 bucks. So well yeah, done. And then good. I gave I gave you the cash and then I and then I took the cash back and was like, can I vent or can I PayPal you because yeah, yeah, it was it was for the we did it for the gram. We get you gave the video for the gram and then you're like, yo, all right, let me send this to you electronically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, dude, actually, ironically enough, that party was the first time that I ever been to an event that Ty Lopez has been at. And uh I I cannot I'm not kidding you, Josh. At that party, probably like 40 people walked up to me from behind and be like, Ty? And I'd, be like, I'd look at him and they'd be like, oh, oh, my bad. I thought you were You Ty look Lopez. like Ty Lopez. Bro, I got it so many times. And now I go to multiple events. I'm speaking at them. I know Ty's good friends. I'm really close friends with Paul uh, Getter, who runs all Ty's ads. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, it is insane how many people just assume I look like Ty Lopez. I'm actually going to be meeting him in the next few weeks, but it's crazy. I met him in Vegas, but it's crazy how many times people say that I look like Ty Lopez there. But yeah, I was at that event that was the first time I'd ever been like in the same room as Ty, and everyone just assumes that I'm Ty Lopez now. So. You look just like him, dude. Yeah. You just really, a more really do. Version, I think. Yeah, yeah, a more handsome, younger version of it. If you're uh, listening to this, Ty, you know what I mean. Sorry about it. I know. Ty, we love you, but you're kind of ugly, bro. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but who I was actually listening to a commentary on that one time um, when someone was like the part of the reason that Ty is like where he's at, like he can go and he can pull off all the cars and the girls and like everything like that be, and still have some respect because he isn't that good looking. And I was like, I never thought as Ty is like a bad looking person. Yeah, but they're I like, joking. I think he's probably a pretty he, good looking guy. I yeah, know. well, I, I thought he looked I, I think he looks just fine. But they're like, well, if he was like a super like a playboy looking dude people would think that it's out of reach but because he's a normal looking human being and not like a playboy type die that uh they feel like his success is so i'm gonna actually take that one step further here and first of all i think ty's a good looking guy because if people think that i look like him he's that, yeah, obviously. Okay, you know what i mean so but i'll say i'm just kidding everyone in your your podcast your audience is like wow this guy's full of himself yeah yeah um, well i mean i will say something <laughs> interesting interesting to that point is that I went to a mastermind uh, two weekends ago. I won't say the gentleman's name, but it was a it was a 40k mastermind, and it was incredible value packed. But this guy, he, he 50 million a year he does in business, um, and like he talks about health and his program talks about fitness and all that kind of stuff. But he was a little, you know, he wasn't overweight, but he wasn't definitely not healthy. Like for having a personal trainer and a chef and working out every day, he was not in the shape that I thought that he would be in. And so I was talking to a few people about it that are in his inner circle. And apparently he was saying that he purposely doesn't want to get too in shape because he said that the society's view of like this coach or consultant or Facebook ads guy, that's also like, you know, ripped and chiseled. He's not like, doesn't even out just like the same thing with Ty Lopez where it's like, you know, you don't want to make it seem like it's so unattainable. Huh. And so apparently he's like, purposely not in shape was what I which is in my opinion 
the dumbest thing I've ever the heard. The dumbest thing ever. In my entire life. But I just thought, since you said it about Ty, I heard it about this guy. And everyone knows this guy. This guy's a huge guy. Uh, Wait, and I think I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah. I don't know if I should say, I don't want to bash him. Well, I don't want to. I just talked, I had a call with him like an hour ago. So I don't want, I, I love know. the guy. And he's like one know. of the most valuable guys I know. But I was just surprised it was all that it was. All right, guys, here's the deal. Um, I'm going to confirm that I know this or know who this guy is with Robbie after the call. But if you have guesses, send me an Instagram DM at Josh40Travels because it's my new Instagram account for traveling the world, which we're going to get to here. At Josh40Travels uh, and guess, and I will tell you if you're right or not. But I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. I think you know who it is too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So Because I know that he just had a mastermind yeah, you know exactly what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. I'm just making sure. So, um, yeah, see, I don't know, though, dude, though. Like, let's talk about that. Because as a marketer, should you, like, play the game that much? What, at what cost? Like, what are you, if you're yeah. giving up your health to make more money? Or, like, I just don't, it doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense to me. Because, like, look. I don't make a crazy amount of money, but I make enough money to live the life that I want to live. And I also work out twice a day and then enjoy it. And no one's ever like, you're too in shape. So I yeah, you're pretty buff, dude. Come on. Yeah. Like, me compared to you? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I got nothing on you, bro. No one's been, but I've never had anybody be like, yeah, Ruby's too much in shape. If anything, yeah. it's like, He's able, and that's our program, right? It's removing people from their businesses, having a team members, systems, processes, virtual assistants. So like when I actually, ironically enough, so I just spoke at an event, actually it was a JR and Joel's event. I know you just had Joel on here as well. Yeah, uh, and JR, not too long ago. Um, and I spoke at their event a few weeks ago. And a year ago when I met you uh, at that event, which I was like just fanboying, I don't think we ever actually really talked, but yeah. um, I just like saw you and, her, and you dropped some insane value. I was, uh, I was pretty overweight. I was like, I was only doing like three to $5,000 a month in my business. And, uh, I was working like 18, 20 hour days. And I went, I was like 240 pounds, which for me is like, and, and fat, which for me was just like super unhealthy. I wasn't proud of where I was like physically, emotionally, mentally. But then I spoke at this event a year later, having built multiple seven figure businesses. We have 118 real estate clients. We manage like almost $180,000 a month in advertising spend right now, plus my coaching programs, whatever it is. And I'm actually, I have more companies making more money, but I'm actually now, I have more time to work out. Now I'm working out in the morning. I run in the afternoon as well. And like, so I, I almost said the person's name. So the, like the, I, some people see it as like, you I know, for sure know who you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so some people see it as like, I'm like pushing my audience away. And for me, I'm like, no, I'm showing you guys that you can have it both ways. Like, you don't want to be the fat guy in the like nice car who can't even get out of a Lamborghini because you're literally so huge. Uh, I'd rather be like, I don't make a little less money. I feel like that's not like him, though. I know. That's why I'm so surprised. Wait, wait, did you hear it from him or did you just hear it from his team? From his team. I'm afraid to ask him. I'm afraid to ask him. I want to. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm so ballsy. I would ask anybody anything. I'll ask him next call. I'll ask him better. I asked Gary Vaynerchuk freaking if he'd go to the Patriots game with me, and he's a Jets fan. I got roasted, man. Did you say no? Did you say no? What what do you mean? You don't know that? You don't know about that video? Oh, was that the one where you got a QA where you had some? Yes, that was me, bro. Dude. And I haven't actually watched it, but the crazy thing is, Josh, I'll tell you this. I love you. This is why. I am a man of implementation. Everything I learn, I, I literally act immediately on. Oh, and I think 100%. that's why I've had the success I am. 
Uh, and the crazy thing is, I remember you speaking about that Q&A thing at the event at JR's and how you purposely did that so you could get clout yeah. and publicity from it. So then immediately, it was like immediately after you had spoke, we went outside into the event area and they were doing testimonials for JR and like they wanted to sit down. And I sat down and I gave JR, if JR's listening to this, probably the best testimonial I've ever given or heard of in my entire life. And sure enough, the mother effer uses it on his landing pages, all of his ads, all of his testimonials. The exact same thing with Joel Kaplan and his coaching program. I see myself in there as well. And I got it from you. I was like, well, if I do it really good job, they're going to give me free publicity. That's what you have to do. Like you find the thing that like gets you the publicity. And I knew, dude, I have been on Gary Vaynerchuk's Twitter. (sighs) He follows me on Twitter because of it. So oh, like, that's awesome. so Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, I am the number, he has a, a list of his top five clapbacks of all time. I am number one, bro. I number that. one top clapback because I invited him. I know he's a Jets fan. I'm a Patriots fan. He hates the Patriots, bro. So I go up there and I'm like, dude, will you come to the Patriot or the Super Bowl with me if they go? By the way, they went that year, and by the way, they lost that year. So <laughs> we should have gone. He would have. I would have never lived it down. But he goes no, and I'm like, well. And so my response back to he's like, no, I've never watched a you know an effing Super Bowl, blah blah blah. Like you know, cusses out the Patriots and like how much he hates them. And I was like, well, you're a winner, and I want to invite you to the winning team, right? Oh my god! And so he go, and everyone's like, oh, right. And his exact <laughs> response is, and I'm not one to use language, uh, you know, a whole lot, but I'm I'm gonna use it here, so you know prep um and it's not even language just dick so um but he goes no 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 no. i'm uh, like you're confused my friend i'm a winner you root for winners dick all right and everybody's like oh right and that so is like, insane goes oh viral God. right like everywhere it's being the thing so that's what i'm saying like you just gotta find ways to like like i Gary Vaynerchuk talks about attention, right? And he's like, attention is the most important thing right now. It's the, it's the new currency. I don't think people understand how true that statement really truly is, right? Yeah. Like distribution is everything, right? Like if, when you can distribute, which is why, and I'm actually gonna, I wanna kind of like transition into a little bit of the world trip here and, and talk to, to you a little bit about travel because I know you've done a lot of travel and I have questions for you. But um, like for me, my whole life up until this point, like I've sold a lot of high ticket stuff. In my last agency, I sold like 7,500 was the low end of our products and like 25,000 was more of the high end, right? So I spent eight months selling just, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, of stuff. The highest one I did was 60 some thousand, I think. So for me, like that's great. But the problem for me is like, I want distribution. And so on this trip, we're actually shifting almost all of our content and all of our products to very low ticket. Like Everything that we sell except for one program is going to be under $500. And most of them are going to be like one to $200 or less. Because if I can get massive amounts of distribution on this trip, massive amounts of exposure, then anytime I want to do a JV deal with someone, anytime I want to promote something, anytime I want you know to get Russell Brunson on my podcast and promote his new book, now I've got you know 100,000 listeners rather than you know the average person that has a couple thousand. And so I'm very, very focused on that. I don't think people understand how important distribution is. You know what I mean? Well, and I'll even say on top of that, that's a fantastic point. Grant Cardone talks about money follows attention also. And I really, really love how he talks about it also. And so like Jeff, my roommate and myself have been literally buying into that like crack cocaine. It's been insane. So we both just got 
full-time creative directors. And I now have my creative director. He lives in our house in San Diego right now. Uh, and like when I open my eyes in the morning, there he is. When I close my eyes at night, there he is as well. So it's like actually pretty insane. But we have been pushing out content like nobody's business. And I see direct ROI from it. Like, And yeah. it could be indirect roughly. But yeah, dude, we're on more podcasts. I'm on more publications. I'm speaking at more events. I just posted the other day at 10X. Remember Peter Vargas, who we talked about how he yeah. was like 10X stages, how he was nobody last year. And now he's speaking on the 10X stage. I looked at Jeff and I said, we need to speak on more stages. I want to speak on six stages by the end of the year. Uh, l- last week, and I spoke in Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and that marks my 23rd event that I spoke at this year. After not having speaking at one before, well done, sir. We are taking off, and every single channel: YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. You name it all, we're literally doing full media assaults on it right now. And it's the same thing. I just want eyeballs, and like that's all I want is just more and more eyeballs because that's gonna. Uh, end up me being able to give value to more people, which is going to end up me making more money. I mean, like, look, I'll just say how it is. Like, I, I'm exchanging value for money. That's just essentially yeah. what it is on the bottom line. And so we're going to start playing around with that whole um, concept also of like real low ticket, like five, seven dollars to get people into the funnel, build up lists, uh, get build up audiences so that we can 100%. do our stuff as well. And that's what you, and that's the thing. Like, you've got to figure out. You got to figure out what's going to grow that audience, right? Like high ticket stuff is great, but eventually you're going to run out of that 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 stuff. And even if you don't, like the salesperson that you're going to hire, and I know you already have salespeople, but the salespeople that you have to hire in your business to go and replace you, like they're not going to be doing prospecting like you would. They're not going to have the relationships that you do. So like you, you've got to be the one that's bringing the leads to them. You've got to figure out the systems and stuff. And audience brings that in there. So that's super cool. I, I want to ask you though. Bro, how much money you make? Do I have to like actually answer it on here? I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> uh, like total revenue across all my companies? I'll let you figure out how you want to answer that. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll do total revenue across all of my companies. Uh, in the month of August, we did close to 290000 uh, And we'll probably double that this month. That's incredible. So like you're going to be at almost 500000 a month? Yeah, probably probably in the next sixty days I'll be at five hundred thousand dollars a month. Five hundred thousand a month. Is that like, like, will that be sustainable revenue for the next like year at least? Yeah, and that's not even including advertising spend for our real estate agents. So like that, that's not including the other one hundred and eighty we're spending on ads right now um, for our real estate agents. And you got a lot of overhead though, or not? Not really. Uh, not really. Honestly, uh, no. That's what the whole system and process we've taught. So no. I mean, I have. My payroll for like employees right now is about twenty five hundred dollars a month across all my companies. Yeah, what? I have all virtual assistants, so uh, that's what, what we. Bro, play. my payroll is higher than that for my yeah, I place. Know. I, know. I have two. <laughs> yeah, we. So I have. Uh, I have six. Uh, all virtual assistants, and you they manage one hundred eighty thousand dollars in ad spend and do two hundred ninety thousand dollars a month with six VAs. Yeah. I'm so doing I have an ads wrong, manager. Bro. I have an ads manager, but he's contracted out, and it's just a profit share agreement. So mm. I'm like, so I'm making less, but I don't have to pay him anything of my overhead. Essentially, he's just uh, doing a profit share, which is totally cool for me. Um, and yeah, we all dude, we are a lean and mean company at to the very fucking core. I do every day. We look over cash flow, expenses, everything we're paying. And if it's been like 30 days and I'm like, we haven't used this once, like I'm about to get rid of our CRM because we're just using Google Sheets. It's only like $56 a month, but we're about to get rid of it right now. So I just keep the stuff super, super lean. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, I, we invest really heavily, but 
but that's what we're doing right now. And then I'm just putting it right back in ads. I went to that mastermind and I want to get to a million a month by April of next year. That's what my goal is to get to a million a month. And um, a lot of the other guys that were doing like 600, 700, they were spending like 2000 to $3,000 a day on ads. And I was being so scared, like spending like 500 to $1,000 a day. And I was like, you know what? Once again, speed of implementation. I was like, you know what? Like these guys are doing it. They're where I want to be. Let me implement what they're doing. And so we're spending like two grand a day on ads right now, which is insane to be spending like on yourself. Uh, but we're cash flow positive and we're, I am so excited for the next year. It's actually unbelievable. What That's we're amazing. Like That's I'm amazing. honestly like million a month. I have no doubt we're going to hit that by April of next year, probably sooner than that. Um, and then there's all a bunch of back end stuff. I just purchased a call center in the Philippines, uh, like a 15,000 square foot call center in the Philippines. Uh, we're doing real estate as well. Real estate investing. I own a brokerage in the state of Florida also. Uh, so there's like a bunch of short term. You asked me, I don't mean to ramble here, but you asked yeah, me like, no, yeah. sustainable model, like short term. You were generating this cash flow, but I'm also working on some real long-term plays that are going to pay out for me like 5, 10, 15, 30, 50 years down the road as well. Yeah, that's insane, bro. I didn't know. How old are you? 25. 25. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. When's your birthday? Uh, April 19th. That's why I want to get a million a month by my birthday. Ah, oh, by your birthday. So I'm like just a few months older than you. My birth. I'm 25 and my, right. birthday's, my birthday is the day before Tom Brady will win his seventh Super Bowl ring. <laughs> Just, just, just putting that, oh just putting that out. Put it out here. You guys heard it here first, guys. <laughs> yeah, you, you heard you it here first. It here first. I have money on the game. Do I you? have money on the Patriots winning the Super Bowl this year. Yes. Thank you, bucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I forget what the odds were, but I'm ticked off. I didn't know how to bet on, like, on the Super Bowl before the season started, and I didn't like. I was just too busy. I didn't take the time to actually do it because I don't really bet a whole lot of money. Sure. But like game I, I don't remember if it was game two or game three like i saw how their defense how good their defense was i was like lights out game over you have tom brady on the offense i don't their, their offense could suck i watched them come back from 28 to 3 and we have the best defense in the league game over bro like where's money like if you're a betting human i would go drop a thousand dollars on the patriots winning the super bowl like the odds are plus 226 or something like that right now you'd win a you'd win a crap load Anyway, uh, Patriots are. Should we make a bet on this podcast right now? Let's do it. How much you want bet? On the but Patriots? I don't want to bet. It. It's the Patriots. Oh wait, you said you bet against the Patriots. No, so I, I, will, I will bet for the. I only. No, 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 you said no, in no. the podcast. I do. I do against. during the actual game, but <laughs> for the Patriots, like I'm predicting out into the future now. Like once the Patriots, I know are there. Then, like once the Patriots are actually in the Super Bowl, then I will make a bet with you against. The what, what day do we figure that out? Uh, the AFC Championship game, which will be the New England Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I've got this whole thing figured out, man. Go all ahead, right. tell me the date, though. So hold on, let me let me get you it. All right, um, AFC Championship 2020. Uh, we're looking at AFC Wild Card. No, that's NFC AFC Divisional Round Sunday. AFC Divisional. What the heck? AFC Championship game. We're looking at uh, January 19th. Okay, hold on one second. Hey Jan Siri, <laughs> on January 20th, 2020. Remind me to reach out to Josh Forty and bet a thousand dollars that the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, I added reach out to Josh Forty and bet him a thousand dollars that the Patriots are going to win the Super. Let's go! <laughs> Listen, what I'm saying though is, like, the Patriots look good this year. If they just do, their offense doesn't look great, but they've got time. They've got Tom Brady at the helm and they've got the best defense they've ever had. The Kansas city chiefs who everyone was like, 
the Kansas City Chiefs are better than the Patriots. Therefore, I know the Patriots are 4-0. The Kansas City Chiefs just lost two straight games at home, people. Oh, yikes. And, oh, and the Patriots yikes. are still undefeated, 6-0. They're going to play the Jets this week. The Patriots legitimately could go and run the table. They could run the whole table. They could go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. Can I tell you something that a lot of you don't know about me? What's I don't watch any sports whatsoever. It's probably why you're filthy rich. I don't spend any time, <laughs> energy. I have people upset at me because I don't watch, like, you know, my college. I went to Florida State, and, and like, Tampa Bay, and nothing professional. Like, that day that we bet that on that game with you, I just wanted to get closer with you. I didn't even – I had no idea. I didn't even remember who the Patriots played that game. I have no idea who it was. Uh, but, like, it was just like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll hang out with Josh Forty and do it that way. But I watch – zero sports like uh, absolutely none and you told me that during the game there i know i remember <laughs> I, I watch the new england patriots and that is about it the only That's other you're obviously a super fan so i'm I a huge that. fan yeah, yeah so cody near i just i was texting him the other day and we decided that when the patriots go to the super bowl this year i just want i want everybody to be very very That's clear an affirmation on dude. the fact that like i am calling this you read I, it in the morning when you wake up we'll get his seventh i wish no but like seriously though like i i am not usually very certain on things especially in the Patriots. the Patriots give me heart attacks like all the time right but i'm like the rest of the afc go is so bad and the, the NFC now, on the other hand, the Patriots could lose, but they're gonna for sure go into the Super Bowl. Like, I just can't see it happening where that does not happen. So I just want everybody to know, I called this at the beginning of the season, before the season started. I called it on game one. It is Tuesday, October 15th right now, and the Patriots are currently 6-0. and You're hearing it first here. All right, you're it's going to happen. You're going to hear first, guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be in Greece for the Super Bowl, man. That's where I'm supposed to be. But if they oh, go, wow. then I'm going to be exciting. I, yeah, I'm thinking about, but if the Patriots go, like, I kind of got to fly home. Like it's gonna cost me. Are like you gonna fly home? I don't know. It's gonna cost me ten thousand dollars to go. Yeah, I don't know, man. You yeah. can watch it from. You can watch it from Greece. But it bro, it's it's Tom Brady, dude. It's he's forty three years old. He's about to go to his tenth tenth Super Bowl. Dude, here. Okay, I'm gonna be done talking about the Patriots, but I got one more statistic <laughs> for you. I got one more statistic for you. All right, Tom Brady. This is Tom Brady's eighteenth healthy season in the league. Okay, so up until last year, Tom Brady. Had gone had played 17 healthy complete seasons of uh of that. In those 17 seasons, he has been to the Super Bowl nine times and missed the Super Bowl eight. Wow. He has literally been to the Super Bowl more times than he has missed it in his career. Like that's impressive. hello, if you get to the Super Bowl one time as an NFL player, that's like a huge, massive feat. He's been nine times. All right. I love the Patriots. I love Tom Brady. All right. We're done you talking about on this podcast. Have you reached Bro! out? Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's my thing. I'm, I'm all about shooting my shot, right? I really, really sure. am. But with the bigger influencers, I've got to make it worth it, right? Like I've got to be careful with it. That's why I have not reached out to Gary Vanderchuk yet. I'm working Russell right now, right? I, I've been dream 100ing him. I've made posts on Facebook. I've tagged him in stories. I've called him out on it. So he knows, right? Um, and so, like, I'll work it up, and we're just going to slowly work the way in. But my goal is, is that with the world trip, the world trip is going to kind of break me into a little bit more mainstream, and we're going to be able to get Tom Brady on. We're going to be able to get people like, I really want Will Smith, bro. Like, oh, that would be cool. He's dude, on my 100. He's can you imagine, man? Yeah, 100%. I'm sure he's on, like, millions yeah. of people's dream 100. I like his vibe. I like his vibe. Uh, he's such good. So, anyway, that and then Logan Paul. Uh, Logan oh, Paul, I really want. Yeah, he, he's my homie, and uh, or I, I want him to be my homie. I've met him, but um, I want him on the podcast, so we'll see. But anyway, I want to I wanna bring the conversation back to you because 
We know you're rich. We know you're going to be awesome. You're going to be doing a million bucks a month. I love it, by the way. Huge congratulations to you, dude. I'm so proud of you. Sure. But uh, then what? Uh, then what, what? Like you, like, you make, like you make a million bucks a month. Let, let's play this out, right? April, you have your first million dollar month. All right, we uh -huh. celebrate. You're going to fly me out on a private jet and we're going to party. Obviously, obviously sure. right, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then we're going to sit down and you know plan out and you know celebrate. But let's say you do that for a whole year. And like you turn 27 and you've made $12 million the year before, right? Huge, massive feat under the age of 30, which I have full confidence that you could do. But like, then what? Uh, so I, I would say for relatively certainty that in the next 18 to 24 months, there's going to be a recession. Huge. Um, so sure. what my plan right now is to continue building my personal brand and my programs as quickly and as fast as possible. Like I just made a post today, like either you're on board with me or you're getting out of my way. Like I have, I have relationships falling by the wayside right now because I'm like so driven and focused for the next 18 to 24 months. Uh, and I'm going to keep on investing, stacking cash. And then uh, when the recession hits, um, I'm going to leverage my personal brand in order to carry me through the recession for my companies. But in addition to that, I'm going to scoop up real estate like it's goddamn candy. Uh, and I'm going to pick up, um, I'm going to try to go for some pretty big apartment complexes, some some relatively large multifamily, like, you know, anywhere from 50 to 150 doors. Uh, and I'm going to start transitioning my, because I'm real big into real estate. I mean, that's how I started my advertising. That's I have a brokerage in the state of Florida. I'm a licensed agent. I'm big into real estate. But real estate agents are, it's a, not a cash front business. So like you give a digital product, you do coaching, I do coaching, they pay up front, we deliver the good or service. Real estate, it's like, you know, they got to go to a hundred houses, you got to do, you know, a bunch of paperwork or whatever. And then maybe six, nine months later, you get 3%. Yeah. Um, and so I never wanted to go that route, but I love the owning real estate and building long-term wealth side of it. Yeah, as yeah. Well. And so for me, I would continue growing. I, I mean, I want to be in the top three, when people say systemizing and scaling businesses and they're talking about business coaches, I want to be in the top three uh, lists for a lot of people in the world. Like that oh, is nice. my long-term goal. I want who, who are the top three now? Uh, that's a really a great question. Uh, for It's hard because my top three of who I would think are not going to be a lot of top three of what other would people would think as well. Um, but, and I don't know what they are in the world because like, that's the thing. I, everyone's so closed minded in the United States and thinks the United States is the world. And it's just like, so not the world. Right, 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 like, right, right. It's so not at all. So I am following that category. I could name like a few people off you right now that I would consider our beast at even just business, like business like in general. Uh, um, I would say Grant Cardone is absolutely animal at it. I would think that Gary Vee has created quite the empire uh, leveraging his personal brand, which is something I want to do as well. John Maxwell, I really, really yeah. look up to as well. Yeah. He's a huge, huge guy. I would include in that also. I would uh, say Tony Jesse Robbins Isler, too. Jesse Isler, Tony Robbins, like all guys that I would say have created massive, massive fortunes uh, leveraging uh, in a short amount of time, leveraging a lot of other people's assets, audiences, time, money. That yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, I want to be in the same breath as that. I always wanted to be a motivational speaker. Like I'm a like law school dropout. Uh, like I decided it wasn't for me. And I still remember this day, like when I was thinking about dropping out and like not doing the whole race thing, uh, like rat race, I told my dad, which I love my dad. Um, and I was going through chemo and radiation with him. That's actually why I ended up not going to law school was because, uh, I was doing chemo and radiation with him. And, uh, I remember asking him and I was like, you know, I, uh, like, I was like, I don't think I want to go to law school. He's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I really want to inspire people and motivate people to be the best version of themselves. And he's like, 
you know, my his parents come from different times, right? And he was just like, I still remember this day because it kind of struck with me. He was like, you have to be somebody first before you do that. You have to have 40 years of putting in work before anyone's going to listen to you or pay you to go on stage or like have you at their events or, or whatever it is. And that really brought me down. And like, so that was my goal for the longest time. And then I steered away from it because of what other people thought. But then, like I just told you in the past, what is it? December or October. So 10 months I've been on 23 stages. I've been paid for a lot of them. We've yeah. had a hundred over 250 students inside my program. Uh, and like a lot of people message me, you know, I have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. I have a bunch of Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is. And a lot of people message me and they consider me like motivational or inspirational or whatever it is. And so like that is one of the longer term goals is me. I don't like to say the word motivational speaker because like I think motivation is fleeting. Uh, I really build I, I love building discipline in people. But I just like to it's just crazy how much of the world just like me doesn't understand the amount of opportunity that's out there. And so my really big long term goals is to be a huge brand in the essence of not like motivational rah rah you can do whatever you want but like here are actually actionable steps that you should be taking in order to secure financial uh you know location and time freedom for yourself and your for your generations to come essentially. yeah yeah no i i like that a lot that's super super cool but I, okay i've gotta i gotta ask though like dude you've done a load of stuff this year like holy cow right like how did you because you were making what three to five thousand dollars a month a year and a half ago. Yeah, in October, well, over a year ago. I mean, literally, it was. I got. I had the one year reminder on Facebook of of us at the event, uh, like at Jr's event. It was literally last weekend. So, like, and I, I I remember I've seen a lot of your content, which you kill it with the content, and and, and well done with that. Like, I remember you saying, like, was it at that event or one near that? Like, you were on a credit card, right? Like you. That were, was that event. I was on my Discover personal card. And we're $6,000 in debt. Now I do, I was talking to Jeff yesterday. You know, my American Express bill isn't even up yet. We have $120,000 on my Express, American Express bill. from that. It's like crazy what happened. But so, yeah, I was 6 k in debt. So how though, dude? Like, like, how do you have time to do everything that you're doing? And how did you learn? And like, I know there's a story leading up to that, right? Like, obviously things happen, failures. Like you learn from failures. Like, yes, you were 6 k in debt and you were there. But you had to have something going for you or some form of learning prior to that to know, okay, because like a brand newbie in the business, like someone that's completely brand new to business does not go and go $6,000 in debt and a year later make $290,000 a month. So like what allowed you in the last year or prior to that to figure out how to do that and, and like ultimately achieve that success? Because that's insane. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And I get that question a lot. Uh, and even like Joel at the last event was like, he even went up to my videographer because I told you, like, I opened my eyes and like he's there and I closed my eyes, he's there. And I, my videographer told me, Joel went up to him and was like, okay, but seriously, like, what does Ruby do every single day? Break it down for me by the minute. Like, what does, how does Ruby structure his days? And <laughs> That's why I'm wondering, bro. Like, how? That's insane. I don't make $290,000 a month. Uh, so for me, what I really started, oh, excuse me. Um, what I really, Oh, I just got that, that phone call said it was from Ravi Mavala. That is crazy. Um, what I really started doing after that event, I partnered up with Joel Kaplan, uh, and he, he taught me a good bit of stuff as well about like creating SOPs and systems and delegating. Cause his agency was doing like 70 K at that. Point. Yeah. I remember that. I, yeah. Yeah. It was a combination like of books that I had read before, like the four hour work week and the E-Myth and, uh, keeping it simple 
and some really great coaches in my life, like Joel, uh, John Whiting, and a few other guys as, uh, as well. And then just my intuition that I realized, like, for me, honestly, in order to execute all this stuff, like, I have a full-time team 24-7 working for me because I have them in the Philippines. So I have some, like, I have five people working from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. every single day. And then I have one person working from 6 p.m. until 8 a.m., which is daytime for them over there. Uh, and so pretty much long answer short, I realized very quickly the two, two huge things that happened to me is number one, elimination. So like I was doing so much stuff for so many different people in multiple different niches, multiple different services, multiple different offerings. And I was just doing it all. And I was spending so much time and energy trying to learn how to deliver things that I was promising people uh, that I wasn't really ever growing my business. And so one of the biggest things we did was we, I, I am a huge fan of elimination. So I eliminate, like, I don't have any notifications on my phone, no text messages. No, I keep my phone on do not disturb 24, seven, 365, like no notifications, no Facebook, Instagram, Slack, none of that. Uh, I eliminate clients that I want to work with. So if we do a real estate agent and they want sellers, we only do buyers and we'll just refer them out to somebody else because then I have to teach my team how to do sellers. Uh, if we get a chiropractor that has his credit card out, we'll say no to them. Um, if we have somebody that wants to pay a certain amount or do a different payment plan, we say no to them. Uh, if there's people or uh, things in my life that are draining my energy, push the like brutal elimination, absolute brutal elimination and then delegation. So like we, I delegate a great bit of my business out. Like, I mean, we have everywhere from prospecting, we do five to 10,000 pieces of outreach a day. And these virtual assistants are $2 and 50 cents an hour in the Philippines, like anywhere from two fifty dollars to $5 an hour. So uh, like three to 5,000 pieces of outreach every single day. They what? do client management. Go ahead. Uh, I'll let you finish, but okay. I have a question on they that. They do yeah. client management. They do client onboarding. And I've systemized the whole process as well. So like it's all automated. Follow-up is automated. Voicemail drops are automated. And then they run the ads. And I do the same campaign for every single real estate agent we have. All they have to do is duplicate a campaign and Facebook ads manager. Same thing with my coaching program where we get people, you know, we, we give them fully trained virtual assistants. Like that happened overnight. And within 30 days, we're at six figures a month. And it was just because I had focused Every business we have, we focus 80% of our efforts on the lead generation side of it. So prospecting and getting appointments on my calendar. And then the rest of it kind of falls in place on the back end of it. But hmm. for me, I just have figured out like a really beautiful blueprint. And that's what we give in our scaling with systems program, a really beautiful blueprint on how to grow and scale companies. And that's what we give people. And so for my, I have an ATM company, I have a real estate brokerage, I, have a cre I do credit card processing. We have the uh, real estate advertising agency and I have my coaching program. And every single one of them was like literally control C, control B, copy paste of the same thing over and over again. And I just make a few adjustments and then we're off to the races. So mm. I get that question a lot. I don't, and I'm very disciplined, right? I haven't, we're uh, doing a challenge right now. I haven't drinking anything in 60 days. I don't do any drugs. Uh, I work out twice a day. I meditate in the morning. I write my affirmations and like I do my one thing. So I only take a meetings Mondays and Thursdays. Like I only take appointments Mondays and Thursdays from 12 to six are the only days I do any meetings with anybody, including my team. All of that other time that I have, I focus on growing companies. Like, what do I need to do? Like yesterday, I learned how to do Google retargeting, Google Display Network retargeting, and YouTube ads. So, so, so hold, hold that, hold that. And, and there's so much here. Hold, I, I want to hear this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I no, want to no, roll. Sorry. No, sorry. you're good. You're good. You're good. I have, but I have lots of questions. So, like, let's start with the one where it's like, okay, your team can't even get all of you except Mondays and Thursdays, right? What happens? If something goes wrong. So that's the thing. Everyone thinks like, and and I had the conversation with Joel's partner Marcos about this as well. It's like. Okay, because we went from daily meetings, that's what they taught us, to weekly meetings. 
And like, you know, first we did daily, then we did three times a week. And then very quickly it was like, nothing changed. I was like, all right, let's just do once a week. There's a great book called the one thing. Uh, and they talk about in there, like how meetings are, are a huge, people spend almost 10 hours a week. This is what they did in a study switching back and forth between tasks. And so like me taking myself and my team out of their focus and efforts onto a daily meeting where it's pretty much just like, I can read what they're telling me. Like, Hey, how many emails are we sending out? How many clients do we generate? How many appointments? Like I knew I was wasting their time and my time. And so a few things I learned is like, number one, um, emergencies really don't exist. Like I've up to this date, I have not had an emergency that wasn't fixed by either $500 or an apology. Like there's just no, I, and I check email once a day at 11 o'clock. I check email. That's it. Mm. So like uh, $500 and an apology and the amount of money I make from not doing all the back and forth with people far outweighs the $500. Um, but there's just no emergencies. Like I, I'm not running, I don't own a fire department and I'm not like doing personal training where it could be like, or a, a hospital where someone could be sick or hurt. So nothing that we ever really do is like, I have to respond to something immediately. So it's like mm-hmm. bare minimum response time is going to be 24 hours. Um, but sometimes it's like 48, 72 hours. So what do you do on a daily basis then? Like what are you uh, focused on Tuesdays? Wednesdays and Fridays. Yeah. So for me, most of the time it's like, uh, like, like yesterday I told you, I learned YouTube ads and Google display network. And I was on YouTube, like searching how I wanted to, I'm just implementing shit that I learned. Like I went to, uh, I had Mike Mark, who's like one of the top sales uh, placers in the United States. He placed like Sam oven steam traffic and funnels. And he's placed my team as well. And I had him in my program and he was doing a bunch of value tips and I was taking notes. And one of the things he said was like, you should be for a dollar a day retargeting all your stuff uh, on Facebook, Instagram, but also Google Display Network. So when people go to NFL.com, you know, ESPN, weather.com, you have a banner ad. And so like, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And I never had to do it. So I just wrote it down. And then literally the next day I went in there and I figured out how to set up Google Display Network. And I spent like an hour and a half creating some banner ads. And now if anybody goes to my website, go to RobyWalla.com, for the on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and all the websites across the web, there's Ravi Wall and there's a picture of my face. So mm. for me, I'm focusing on only things that I couldn't delegate out uh, or I didn't want to delegate out and that moves the needle forward. And if it's anything less than that, like I'm having a problem with American Express right now because they sent me the wrong card. Like my team takes care of that. Like me, really? I, have meal, I have meal prep. Like I have meal prep delivered to my house every single Sunday so I don't do any cooking. Um, so a lot of my time is honestly spent and I'm, I'm creating a version 2.0 of my program right now. So like I went to Sam Owens Mastermind, got a lot of... <laughs> Got a lot of great stuff from that, and uh, and I'm implementing a lot of that into my program now uh, of what I learned from him, and like and I talked to him about it as well. I know I just said, <laughs> Shut uh, up. and uh, and so like I'm creating more value for my people. I'm doing interviews, like we're checking out real estate investment properties. So for me, I'm reserving my time, which I value at two thousand dollars an hour, on things that generate that times 5, 10, 15, 20, 100, mm. like Facebook ads, YouTube ads, like managing all of that, interviews, stuff like that. Um, and anything, anything less than that, like I, I, my team has a credit card and if it's less than $500 to fix something, they fix it and then they put it in the payments required Slack channel and let me know what they had to do and why they had to fix it. And so I'm just fully removed from it. So do you have one person that's in charge of all six people or all the other people or is it? Yeah, just so I have one assistant. She's probably gonna listen to this. Her name's Mel Jane. She's incredible. She runs all my businesses and she's a virtual assistant as well. And she manages my sales teams. She manages my ads, it's like US based employees. Like she manages all my con- contractors as well. Um, and she manages it all for me. And so she's pretty much like my right hand person and I put everything through her. 
Uh, and yeah, and like people, whenever I talk about like four hour work week and doing something like that, everyone's like, you can't grow a company based on that. Look, like if I was doing like four hours a week, that's maintenance for my company. Like that's like what I have to actually put out a fire or the, or the weekly meeting, whatever it is, that's maintenance. And if I wanted to, I could travel the world. Like I said, we're going to talk about travel. I went to Medellin for four months. I went to Europe for a while. I traveled all across the United States or to like 18 cities. Um, like during that time, I wasn't really growing my business too much when we were growing and not too much. But now my free time that I have, the not four hours that I'm working a week, instead of just spending that, you know, doing whatever the hell I want to do, I spend that time moving the needle forward and focusing on like crazy growth opportunities, speaking at events, hopping on amazing podcasts like this, doing shout outs, like uh, learning YouTube ads, whatever it is. And most business owners never have that opportunity because they're so busy that. working inside their business. Yeah, for sure. So what happened, like, what was step one for you when you got started? Like you leave Rob, I mean, you leave JR and JR's event. It was just JR's last year. Yeah. Uh, you leave that event and you're like, well, I'm broke. So now it's time to go get rich. Like what was step one? Uh, step one for me was elimination. Like, so I, I, I was following like 3000 people on Instagram, unfollowed literally 99% of them. I have a hundred, over a hundred thousand followers. I follow 160 people on Instagram right now. Do you follow uh, me? I don't think I do. I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. I did shout out. All right, guys, that is Ben. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow you. I shouted you out of my story today. All right. But well, good, good. good. I, I unfollowed everybody. Um, and you know, I got a bunch of messages like, "You're so petty." You unfollow everybody, I, dude. I follow 15 people. I don't follow you. So uh, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys, we're ending the podcast early because of before Instagram. Um, yeah, and so like, I unfollowed everybody. Um, I turned off all my notifications on my phone and I just told myself for the next, until the end of the year, so that was October, I was like, every single day, I'm going to spend at least six hours a day hunting and prospecting. So like sending appointments and taking appointments is like something that has become kind of my brand term as well. Um, and so like, I just told myself that that's all I was going to do. So the first thing was elimination. I, we, I decided to stop working with anybody that wasn't a real estate. Hold, hold, hold. Did you know, like, did you already have your product done? Like you, you I was, were we were, well, I had an agency, but I was working with, I had real estate. I had Kairos, I had gyms and the gym was the best client we had. Uh, I had gyms and I had dentists. So I was all over the place and we were offering a bunch of different products and I was reaching out. My outreach was through a bunch of different people. And so one of the first things I learned was elimination. And so like not only eliminate all the distractions and noise, number one, but number two, limit who I'm offering services to and what I'm offering to them. So very quickly, we went from a general contractor offering everything to everybody to, hey, uh, we only work with real estate agents. They need to be doing one plus closing a month. And we offer uh, this program. It's 100 leads a month guaranteed. And when I did that, my setup time for clients went from three to four hours setting up all this stuff and baloney for everything to a templatized 15 minutes. Mm. And so that now allowed me to do more front end prospecting time. Uh, and so I just went immediately ham on the prospecting. And then I hired, I found a virtual assistant placement company, much like what we have now. And I paid a good bit of money to get my Mel Jane, who now runs everything for me. And uh, that was going to be my next question. Like, where did you get your, where do you get your virtual assistant? Yeah. So we, uh, I had a recruiter, uh, essentially he was a referral from uh, actually Nick Robbins. I know, you know, Nick as well. Yeah. Nick's awesome. Um, yeah. He's Nick's amazing. And uh, he, I asked him where he got his, he introduced me and it was just like a salesperson. Like, just like I hired Mike Mark, it was like, okay, I hear horror stories of people hiring VAs. And like a lot of times when people hire their first VA, like the person doesn't even know what they're doing. So the sure as hell the VA doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, and so I knew that was going to be an issue for me because I didn't really know what I was doing. So 
I went to a recruiter who was going to have a fully trained VA and I paid him a good bit of money, but I got a $2.50 an hour VA who was incredible. She's amazing. And she was teaching me systems and processes and delegation and lead generation. And then I just told her, look, for 40 hours a week and overtime, I just want you booking my calendar. That's all I want you doing. And I'm just going to take appointments. And so that's what I did. And then once we, I started getting traction, I hired another one of hers. And then I had two people working full time doing lead generation for my company. And I was just doing the fulfillment, uh, which was easy. It was a copy and paste model. And I was just doing the sales. And so, then we removed myself more and more from that at that point. So like, how are they finding appointments though? Like, are they just doing uh, so cold we outreach? Do, like, so what we teach in our program, like we send like anywhere from two to 5,000 emails a day. We do LinkedIn automation, which is about a hundred messages oh, a day man. on autopilot. We do about a hundred messages on Facebook. We do about a hundred messages on Instagram. Uh, we do uh, packages. We'll send uh, letters in the mail. We'll do Amazon wish list. If it's like a dream 100 person, um, we'll do cold calling, whatever it is. I just want to get as many touch points out to simulate possible. Uh, and that's where a lot of people mess up. It's like, a lot of people, the people that join our business and are join our program, like a lot of them are successful doing 50K a month, but it's all from referrals. Like there's a gentleman named Gustavo. He has Power ISA. He absolutely crushes it. He just sent me a message today. He's doubled his bookings in 30 days from what he had before to what he has now. He went from 50 to 100K a month. Um, and he was just relying solely on referrals to the 50K a month. So he was successful, but he hadn't even turned on the other side of it, which was the direct outreach portion. Does it ever bother you? Like, okay, so like you send two to 5,000 emails a day. That's a lot of emails. And these are cold emails, right? How many responses back you get from that? We average about, uh, so we call them positive responses. We average about uh, 10 to 12 a day. So it doesn't bother you at all that you're sending two to 5,000 emails and you get 10 to 12 responses back? Uh, but that's just the nature of the game. Not even a little bit. I mean, why? I'm getting 10 to 12 responses back. Like, I mean, because I, you know what? That's 10 to 12 more responses than everyone else who's not doing anything right. on their couch. So, like, I mean, are there more efficient? Like, I could run Facebook ads, which we do as well. Like, we right, run right. Facebook ads, and like, that's a great way to get inbound leads. But even Sam Ovens talks about it should be like a 60 40 or 70 30. Like, you shouldn't just be relying on Facebook. Yeah, ads no, for sure. For sure. And so, even though we're spending $2,000 a day on ads right now, we're still doing all that organic outreach and that yeah. makes our ads go further, farther and makes them worth more money. Like clients worth yeah. more money for us. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So no, it doesn't bother me. And that's what people think like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to be the guy spamming people. I don't want to be the, I always say like, number one, if you really truly believe you're providing value, which like, if you can't tell, I'm super passionate about what I do. No. Super change. <laughs> like we are literally changing people's lives and I love doing it. So like for me, I'm like, look, like, and we offer a full money back guarantee. I'm like, look, just give it a chance. I know that you're going to have your life changed by this right. if you do it. And so for me, just like any great salesperson, it's like, I know that you need what I have. Like I really truly in my core believe that you need it. And yeah. so I want the most amount of people as humanly possible to know it. Uh, and so that's the first thing I say. And the second thing I say, uh, I don't even know who Dan Kennedy is. Like, yeah, is he, yeah. So one of my favorite quotes by him and I literally post my Instagram story today is uh, if you haven't pissed off anyone by noon, you're not making any money. So like, that's the other thing that I think about as well. Like, you know, it, for me, outflow equals inflow. So we try to do as many pieces of outreach, whether it's in person, online, inbound, outbound every single day. And of course I get hate. You should see the comments on my ads, man. You should see some of the responses that we get. But like, uh, it I've seen them. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah. Like, it, but it just doesn't, bother me like I don't yeah I, I think and but that's the thing i think that people need to understand and i'm like i'm all about mindset and i'm all about like i'm, I'm big on personal development right like 
I really think that if you're not okay with who you are, if you have zero dollars in the bank, then you probably shouldn't be trying to make millions of bucks. You better face yourself first, right? Sure. Like, not not that money's wrong. Like, I love love money, right? Like, I love making a bunch of money and helping people. But like, you got to be okay with yourself. And if you're letting negative comments on Facebook and Instagram, which are literally programmed to get more negative comments, you know, triggered, what I mean? yeah, like, triggered, like yeah. literally triggered people's say the most things like then you've got issues other than that like you, you can't be focused on that what okay so like what would you say to the person so a lot of people have the super negative connotation of agency right that it's constantly going to be a headache and yada yada and i'll be honest with you like my last day my first agency i did was just a mess right it was my first agency i'd ever done but the last agency i did we had structured systems processes the whole nine yards we worked with a radically different type of clientele than you did right how much you charge per month for your services like for uh, a real estate. Yeah, yeah. 2500 bucks a month, recurring money back guarantee. Ooh, the type of people that we were working with were like, you've already got to have a, a, a you know business and offer. Everything's got to be set up and it's $25,000 and you're paying sure. for our expertise, right? So very, very different. But like, there's a lot of negative connotations about agencies or people like they don't know. They're like, man, what do I do? Like, I don't know where to start. I don't know this. I don't know if I want an agency. Everybody's dogging on it. What would you say? And and it just this, this question is not necessarily agency related, right? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But like, what would you say is the most common myth for those people that are truly just getting started, right? Like they're hanging out on Facebook, they follow Russell, they follow Ravi, they follow Josh, you know what I mean? Like they see it and they're like, they're working their nine to five, or maybe they have like a little side hustle, but like they just haven't made it yet, right? They haven't made any money. They've never made five or 10,000 a month. What is the biggest misconception and the biggest holdup for people and how do they solve it? That's an awesome question, man. That's why you have a good podcast. That's a great, great question. Um, so I'll say this. Like for me, when I started, everyone has shiny object syndrome. And it's every, super easy every, to have everyone. everyone. <laughs> Including like, me. Every Including single me. human that has started uh, a business has yeah. one point or another had shiny objects. Yeah, and I have it too. I battle against it every single day. Like I get targeted by the same ads you guys do. Like, trust me, you know what I mean? So like I get targeted by it as well. Um, the biggest thing for me, like if you're just starting out and you're trying to think and you see all these people making money, like number one, I was at in the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey, I was doing e-commerce and I was doing agency work. And I, I was splitting my time up between the both of them. And because I was, there's an old Chinese proverb, he who chases two rabbits catches none. Yep. That's literally what I was doing. Like I, I was failing in the e-commerce and I was failing in the agency. The worst part of it all, the e-commerce was my own capital, which I was like on a credit card. Like it'll hit eventually. It'll hit eventually. It'll, and it never did. And so for me, it was a no brainer when I was starting out. I was like, okay, use my own capital for the e-commerce side and lose money and maybe make some money or put sweat equity into the agency side and use other people's money to run ads for them and get them business. And so I still remember to this day, I was at Starbucks, which I used to work out at in my hometown of Destin, Florida. And I was like, that's it. No more e-commerce stuff. Cancel, turn all that stuff off and just do service-based businesses. Because service-based businesses, you just have to put a lot of work into it. But if you put a lot of work into it, if you don't have money, I guarantee you have time. Right? Yeah. If you have time, uh, or if you have money, you probably don't have a lot of time. But if you if you don't have money, you probably have a lot of time. And for me, that's what I had. And so I was like, yeah, all right, yeah. we're going to do the service-based business. So the first thing you guys need to know, just choose one thing and go down that path. I would recommend service-based just because it's very, very affordable to get started. Less than $1,000 you can get started. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it just requires a lot of time. And the second thing is, uh, you know, so we're talking about how I went from, you know, whatever, $2,000 a month to $290,000 a month last month in my company. Like, 
you know, a lot of people think like, and that's obviously an anomaly. And a lot of people like hear the $10,000 in three days. And I signed a hundred thousand dollars in the first month or whatever it is. There's a really great book called uh, the slide edge by Jeff Olson. Uh, his mentee was actually the gentleman who wrote the compound effects, but it's essentially the same concept behind it. And it's something that I always, we give it to our clients in our program as a gift when they join. Uh, because even though like we have people in our program that are making, like, like I said, he went to 50 to hundred in about 30 days. We had a guy made uh, 18 in four days, but it's like, that's anomalies. Those aren't, those aren't how it usually is. Right. And well, in reality, uh, Robbie, you're an anomaly, but continue. <laughs> in reality, you know, my, my ex-girlfriend told me that. <laughs> but in reality, uh, it's actually like the slight edge, small daily disciplines every single day compounded over time. It gets that result in that discipline. So it was yeah. like me doing that eight hours of outreach every single day for 12 months. And then I delegated that to somebody else because I still wanted it to be done. And so we've been doing, I mean, you multiply, let's just say conservatively 3000 a day, for 365 days, was that like 900,000 uh, messages that sent out yeah. of the past? It's more than that, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Over the past year that has gone out. And so like uh, a lot of the biggest misconception I think people see is like, you can make money really quickly and it's gonna be super easy. Uh, and a lot of people talk about that as well. But in reality, it's like, like you, we just did the same stuff every single day, the same boring stuff. It's like investing, the same boring stuff every single day for 365 days. And I kept my head down. And it wasn't until I went to this event, I spoke at JR and Joel's event last month, that I actually started looking at like my monthly statement of how much money I was making across all businesses. Cause I was just so focused on growth. And it wasn't until now people ask me like, you know, I, no one asked me before how much money you were making a month. Like no one gave a shit before, but now people are asking me and now I'm like starting to look at it, but I just kept my head down and I followed that small daily discipline every single day. And the misconception is that like, Oh, it'll just happen overnight. It'll happen in 30 days. It'll happen in 60 days. It'll happen in 90 days. It'll happen in 120 days. And they're niche jumping. They're jumping between companies. I mean, uh, between offers, services, e-commerce, whatever it is. And they're jumping between niches. Like, Oh, Ravi, I sent out 500 messages and I didn't get any responses from real estate. So now I'm doing dentists. And it's like, dude, I didn't have a client in the first six months. So uh, that when I was doing Joel's event last year or JR's event, excuse me, I had one client in six months, like of me doing continuous outreach every single day. And so like people just want it so quickly. And, 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 and I just want to pause you right there. That's the backstory. That remember when I told you there had to be something leading up to it? That's it, guys. Six months of testing and learning. That's how he got there that fast. Continue. And, and then and the crazy thing was it was my cousin's store and it was e-commerce and I was running it as an agency and I crashed and burned it. I did so I, I had dinner with him in New York a few weeks ago and I was like, dude, you were the reason why I kept on like you're the reason why I'm at where I am. Because if you didn't give me that chance for six months and pay my bills. I would be, I would have quit a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and so like, it was like, oh, you went to JRS event and the next month you did $18,000. But in reality, it was six months before that of working like 16 hour days in a Starbucks in Destin, Florida that compounded that one up. And then I just had one right idea uh, at the event and then it kind of took off from there. But yeah. like, for a lot of people, it's just, they want that overnight stuff. And that's cool. I get it. That's what's, we market it as well. Like, like I told you, like we market that we have clients making, fifty thousand dollars in 30 60 days because that's what sells like I yeah mean, i'm a brutally yeah. honest guy that's what sells that's what russell brunson does it tony yeah. robbins does it grant cardone does it gary v does it i do it you do it everyone and, does and it. and you have to realize that like it does sell and you're not lying right because it is, it is is absolutely honest you absolutely can do that but you have to remember guys like when you're getting started like 
it might not be that way for you. Why? Because that is someone that is good at what they're doing and that understands. I actually just recently talked to uh, Dave Woodward about this. I had Dave Woodward on the podcast. Oh, who, very nice. You know, who, who is the C- CFO or the, the CRO, uh, yeah. Chief Revenue Officer of, of ClickFunnels. And uh, great guy. And I asked him about this. I was like, hey, listen, like, does it ever bother you? Or like, do you have any dilemmas about running some of the ads that you're running? Because like, literally there are ads out there that is like, hey, ClickFunnels. Essentially, it's like make money online in, in as simple as one, two, three, right? It's literally the lingo is it's as easy as one, two, three. That is the on the ad. And I was like, you have a problem with that? And he goes, and he actually sent me a, a DM afterwards. And he was like, hey, I thought of a great analogy about this that I, I wanted to share in there that I wish I would have, but I didn't. He's like, let me ask you something. When you first started riding a bike, did you know how to ride a bike? He's like, well, of course not. He's like, over and over and over again, like you would have fallen, you messed up and all that. But now that you ride a bike, it's as easy as one, two, three, right? Wow. So he's like, yeah, it is as easy as one, two, three. You can get results in 30 days. You, that is possible for you. After you go through the initial trial period of learning how to set up one, two, three. And then once you get it, he's like, Josh, we'll build a funnel. And I remember this. I can't remember if it was Steve who said this or somebody at ClickFunnels or whatever. Their um, 10X secrets thing, it broke a million bucks in like 24 hours, right? Oh Th- their, their product, right? After they launched it. And it's like two comma club and printing money, right? It's as easy as one, two, three. After seven years, 10 years of figuring out that system and that process to, to go through and do that. And, and even on top of that, like we have people join the program who like, you know, they like said they joined the program because we have people like, like uh, we had Raj who was in our program. He did like $2,000 a month for a year without any progress. And then within 14 days, he had his first 10K month. And like so that. he's actually one of our coaches right now in the program. He does onboarding calls for people. And like a lot of people joined and they see him and like then it's like 45 days later, they'll finally sign their first client or something like that. And a lot of times I go, you know, and this is so true. It's like, you know, I joined the program because I saw your success, how quick it was. Um, and that's why I joined the program. And because I joined the program, now we're scaling our company 45 days later. Um, but he's like, if I didn't see your success that happened that quickly, I probably wouldn't have joined the program. And I probably would have never made the money ever or ever right. learned how to grow your company. So in addition to it, like, like ClickFunnels, we use ClickFunnels. I love ClickFunnels. Like I, I know you do too. And like our program, love we love selling our program yeah. as well. But if I was like, hey, like join our program. Here's a VSL. It's like join our program. You're going to literally sit inside your room and you're going to work 18 hours a day and you're going to get people telling you to fuck off and you're going to want to cry and you're going to eat ice cream every single night. You'll probably gain 30 to 50 pounds. But a year from now, you'll be making a lot of money. Uh, what's your credit card number? People are going to be like, you know, <laughs> fuck off, right? So you almost have to like show them it is relatively easy so that they buy they buy into it and they start applying it. Uh, right. But like literally from day one, as a gift to our clients when they join, we send them a book that's all about like the long-term game doing daily disciplines over time because I yeah. just want people to, I, I want to brainwash people and yeah. to realize like if you get a results right away, fantastic. Like if yeah. you guys are doing it and you start and you get money tomorrow, that's awesome and you're incredible. Yeah. Um, but in reality, that's not probably not going to happen. And yeah. the thing about business is that I love capitalist economy because that's a great way of putting out the people that aren't serious and aren't committed and yeah. the people that really, really are. And so for me, it's like, you know, I could have stopped those first six months. I still remember like a lot of the guys, I still, it's so funny on Facebook Messenger, people will send me a message on Facebook Messenger asking me advice and I'll click on it and above it, 
was like me a year ago asking them advice and like them not responding to anything. Right. And then they're like asking to join my program now. And so it's just like, I could have quit and been one of the hundreds of thousands of other people that are doing yeah. that, but we just stuck through it. And I, I really had nowhere else to go. I already yeah. told, I already dropped out of law school. I was already in credit card debt. I was living on my brother's couch. I'd already removed myself for a full year from all things social because I was going to chemo and radiation with my dad every single day. And so I was like, well, no one even knows I exist anymore. So I might as well just try to do this for a yeah, year. Yeah, so it doesn't matter, right? It's like, it's, I have nothing. I didn't have to worry about like, stop showing up to bars. I didn't have to worry about what my friends thought. Yeah. It was just like, all right, now I'm not, I was just like, all right, now I'm an entrepreneur. Here we are, now I'm an entrepreneur. All right. <laughs> do, do you have any hobbies? Uh, lifting, I, lo I love lifting weights a lot. Uh, I'm learning how to surf right now. Thanks oh, to my director. freaking so jealous. Yeah. Are you scared about that uh, San Andreas line, uh, an earthquake hitting it? You, you know, I lived in Florida for my whole life dead? when we had hurricanes. So it's like, you know, I guess a hurricane you can see coming and an earthquake. Yeah, can't. bro. An earthquake. Bro, that San Andreas. Like, here's the thing. I think a lot of it is exaggerated for the media and like the movie made it all worse or whatever. But like. I don't know, man. I've looked into it because I thought about moving to California and I'm like, do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But man, if it does, you guys are screwed. So out I'll there, even man. say something that's going to blow your followers away. It might even surprise you. Probably not surprise you because you and I have a lot of the same mindset. But like I, how do I phrase this? I love my life and who I am so much right now. Like I'm so in love with myself. It's absolutely incredible. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. Like I really, really am. And I've achieved a lot. And like, I live every single day, like to the absolute fullest. So that like, look, if I was in a car accident tomorrow, if the earthquake went down, like I tell my family, like, it's okay. Like I'm like, I left yeah, done more. I I've been to 63 cities in the past 18 months all around the world while I was making money. Most people don't go to six cities in their whole lifetime and I've gone all across the world and I, it was in one year. Yeah, so like, yeah. obviously I plan for the long term and I want to be around for a very long time, but it's like, no, I don't I bother. That. I don't spend time worrying about, yeah, you could not live in San Andreas, but on your flight to fucking Greece, a bird could fly in the engine and you guys could go down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, obviously I don't wish that happened, but it's like, for me, no, I feel that. I don't even think so much about that at all. For me, it's like every single day, I'm just like, look, I'm so grateful to even be alive. I have running water. I have electricity. Like I have everything that I need right now. I write my gratitude journal down. So it's like, yeah, could I be putting myself in more danger by coming to like San Diego and living on Sure. But like, what would be a cool way to go out? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Room, for so. sure. For sure. <laughs> Who you got living in that house with you? Don't you guys have like a freaking ginormous mansion or something? Yeah, so we, it's a 5,500 square foot house. It's on the water in, in San Diego. Uh, it, we have... Justin Saunders, who does the agency work. Oh, you know, yeah. Shout the program. Out. yeah. That's, shout how, out I, that's Justin, how I was like, man. yeah, shout out to Justin. That's how I was really infatuated by you because Justin was like telling me how cool you were and how much you helped him. Um, and then Jeff Seconder, who both of those guys I met at that event that I met you at and we like started traveling together. Jeff Seconder, uh, who I'm really close with as well right now. And then that was the three of us for a while. And then Jeff and myself both got full-time creative directors who like, literally were messaging us like we want to work with you we want to film you whatever like our d rocks essentially oh, yeah yeah and, uh, we pretty much were like yeah sure so they moved out here and then they just like moved into our place and so like now there's so five bedrooms there is so we have five people there total right now where was uh, my invite i know sure. right you're, well you're going around yeah. the world man you're yeah you're but you just you just found that out wait we had a lot of people asking to come in here um and obviously i would have loved to have you in there but also again, uh -huh. it went back to uh, the whole elimination thing. And like, you know, a lot of people that are messaging me 
were like not people that I would like see on the growth process with like Jeff no, I, I hit a, mo- a million a month too in the next six months like so uh, I don't know it was I, I would I would have said no by the way I know you yeah, well so, now you're gonna say no because I didn't invite you, you no, no no but no I I actually knew this was in the works plus I have a girlfriend out here so you know yeah, and that's the other thing and like and that's the we're in a crazy time in our lives right now like I was talking to Joel about having the full time videographer and he's like dude. I have a wife. Like I can't just have a videographer living in our house. You know what I mean? Right now. Like, and so like, that's why it's so crazy that I like, I'm able to do what I want to do right now. Cause I just yeah. don't have, like, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a wife. Like, yeah. you know, I have a lot of a girlfriend changed my life, dude. Holy cow. Like just, just getting in a relationship, how much that will. And, and by the way, 100% worth the trade-off. Sure, right? like, sure, like sure, by sure. far, right? And, and yeah, she's gonna uh, you listen know. to this, so we got to make sure we play actually, that she 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 probably won't listen. Yeah. To this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but what I'm saying is though is is that like it, the trade like the trade-off is absolutely worth it, but it does absolutely change things, right? Sure. Like and and I can't imagine you know like having a wife like you know like with Joel saying that. So like I, I do think that a lot of people do waste their time when they're young. And they don't realize that the, the opportunities that they have are not going to, which is, by the way, one of the huge reasons that I'm, we're going around the world right now. Thankfully, my girlfriend is a huge travel junkie. She used to live in the Caribbean. She, When Irma came through, dude, she was in the middle of Irma as it oh destroyed everything. She had to, they were in a closet strapping themselves to pillars as they watched the hurricane take off their roof. All their belongings, like literally, flew out in front of them, Holy, like this. Oh my! Helicoptered out by Coast Guard, like the whole nine yards, dude. And then what does she do? She like has that happen. Goes, oh, I've got a little bit of savings left in the bank. I'm gonna go backpack Europe. So instead oh of coming God. back home, she goes and backpacks Europe. So thankfully, like we're going on this trip. We've got six cameras coming with us. We got a drone, GoPros. We've got this sweet little gimbal I just got for, you know, like, so we're going to film everything. We got the editor with it all. But like, I don't think people realize, like, I think one of the things that you and I both get is that life is short. It's long, but there's so many seasons of life and the seasons that you go through are very, very short. And so like you're 20, you know, 20 to 25 is one season, right? Or 22 to 25, 26, one season. And then like, 27 to like 30, 31, I feel like is a season, you know? And then at that point, like you really do have to think about kids and, and, you know, spouse and like long-term, but like, do you want kids someday? 100%. I do want kids. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to worry about like, yeah, I do. And you, and what you just said a second ago, I want to talk about that for one yeah, second. Yeah. You had said like life is short. And then like, she just would jump over there and you guys were just like, Hey, let's go on this world trip, whatever it is. Like I had wanted to travel for so long in my life and I came up with a hundred reasons why a million reasons why I didn't, I couldn't do it. It wasn't my time. And then eventually it was like, well, I got a rent, you know, I went to Medellin, Colombia and I was living there and I was paying rent every single month at my home back in Florida. And I couldn't do like an Airbnb thing because of the landlord. And I, I kept on coming up with reasons why. And so when I tell people, they're like, oh, well, I got to wait until my lease is up and I got to, and then I realized, and this goes to business and goes to everything. Like there is never going to be the time that the whole, all the stars align and everything is perfect. And it's like, great. Now I can go to you know Europe or now I can go to South America. Right. And so I really, my trip to South America, I went up to Nashville to see my sister for my birthday. Cause I was like, if I spend another birthday in the same hometown, I'm gonna go crazy. And then the day before my birthday, I got, you know what Scott's cheap flights are? Have you heard of that? Scott's cheap flights? Uh-huh. It's like an email service where they like scan Google uh, flights and they find mistakes in flights. And usually a Medellin trip, uh, a flight, a ticket there is like a $650 ticket. Uh, and I got an email the day before my birthday that said that uh, that day, it was 
well, it's two days from my birthday. It's, it's the day before my birthday. There was a flight to Medellin, Columbia from Nashville, Tennessee for $180. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? Like, and I had no, I didn't pack for it. Like, I was, I was oh like, you know what? Heck Let's yeah. go to Medellin, Colombia. I, and I was like, and I was thinking about maybe Barcelona. And I, was, and I just, I saw it as a sign. I packed myself up on a one-way ticket and I went into Medellin, Colombia. I landed at 1.30 uh, and they lost my luggage, like they lost my luggage. So, uh, and I speak Spanish luckily, but my taxi was an hour and a half late. I didn't have it uh, roaming on my phone. It was a nightmare. The first three days I had the same clothes on, uh, that I had in the beginning and I was working, so I couldn't go buy new clothes. So the first few days I was like, this was the worst decision I've ever made. Yeah. In my life. Like, <laughs> this is awful. Uh, but it ended up being my absolute favorite city in the whole world. I convinced Joel to come down there. Uh, Brett Watts came down there and saw me. Jeff came down there and saw me. Like it was ended up being one of the best times of my whole life. And I almost didn't do it because I was almost waiting for the right time. And so yeah. like now, yeah. whenever we hear a good idea or whenever we're on a whim or you're just saying like, oh, let's go travel the world. It's just like, yeah, like let's, let's just do, do it. it. All right. What's well, the worst that's going to happen? Write down the worst thing that's going to happen and it's not going to be that bad. Right, exactly. I have essentially two rules for doing like crazy life decisions like that. I think everybody should, right? Like when I moved to Omaha, I literally opened up a map, put on, like covered my eyes, spun around in a circle and put my finger in the middle oh of God. this. And that's how I ended up in Omaha, right? So like, that's why I'm here. But like, I there's like, there's two decisions. Number one, if you're doing a crazy life decision, don't go into debt over it. Right. The only exception that would be like, you know, business debt investment, like cool. Cake. I like that. But like, I like that. number one, do not go into personal debt over it. And number two, make sure that you will not default on responsibilities that you absolutely cannot like that you absolutely need to fulfill on and that you can't elsewhere, aka like you have two kids and a wife and you want to go travel the world and you're going to leave them abandoned. Like, you know, what I mean, like don't do irreversible damage to responsibilities that you can't do and don't go into personal debt. Outside of those two things, there's absolutely no reason. I do not think that you can't go and do something crazy because you can be down to your last penny. You can, you know, couch surf around. You've got Airbnb now. You've got all these things. It's $6 a day to live over in Bali. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. stupid, stupid cheap. And so my advice, and I have one piece of advice for those people that don't think that they can do it or like, well, Josh, my situation is different from yours or anybody else. And that is learn a skill set that will allow you to provide value to someone. For me, I, I preach and beg people to learn sales because if you know how to sell, you'll be set for your entire, the entirety of your life. When you just learn any skill set, any skill set that you can charge money for, you will figure the rest out later. Like opportunities will present themselves, but just get good at one thing. Even if you're gonna be doing that while you're on that trip, while you're doing it, like commit to learning one thing well, so that when that time come, does come, when you get back, because my parents' big thing was, well, you can't spend money on travel because you should be saving that money for a house or you should be saving that money for like for whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, that, ma that makes sense. But then I got out here and I'm like, I could just go make that money elsewhere. Like who cares, right? But a lot of people are like, well, no, I can't. And I'm like, yes, you can if you have a skill set that people value. And so that's like my two rules, no personal debt, no abandoning responsibilities. And my advice is learn a skill set and you'll be set for life. Yeah, and the, and the second one you said there, People are already like, oh, I don't know, because everyone thinks your situation is unique, right? Like everyone Everybody. thinks that it's different. I literally have an FAQ for my program where it goes like, but, but Rubby, my situation is unique. And underneath it, I says, no, no, it's not. Like it's yeah, really yeah. not unique. Everyone falls into the same category. Sorry to tell you that. Right. Um, but whatever you're telling you is that, that responsibility. And I know people that travel the world with their kids. I met plenty of people when I was in Spain that were like literally homeschooling their, their kids on there. Right. Um, is that like, don't let 
your brain and rationality and evolution, like convince you that the responsibility, like, you know, your, your, your coworkers wedding or, you know, your <laughs> monthly rent or whatever it is, be the reason why you don't go. What Josh right. talked about is like serious, right. serious, serious. Obligations. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I like right. those rules. Those are, and that's if I had a good friend, she traveled the world, she came back home and then she's like, I want to go again. I don't have any money. I depleted all my savings. And she came back home and she worked as a waitress. Very, very smart girl. And I have nothing against working with a waitress. Like I worked in the restaurant industry my whole life. Yeah. My mother owned the restaurant. Yeah. I, I, I was, was a server, like, yeah. look, like you have to realize the issue that what most people do is they like save up all their money by like working at a job and then they go travel the world and they drink and they party and they do whatever the hell they want to do and they come back and like they think that they're picking up right where they left off but p.s you lost three four five six months let alone the brain cells you lost in a visa but you lost, <laughs> all, that, you lost all that time you lost all that time and you didn't learn a skill set during that and so i told her and actually she got in my program but i was like you need to learn something even before she's going to bali she's there right now if she's listening to this shout out to you i'm not gonna say your name in case you get upset but she learned a skill set uh before she left which was facebook ads ironically and now she has her first client and now she's making money over while she's in bali and she's studying and learning while she's in bali so when she comes back to the united states she's gonna actually have something that she can sell to the marketplace or she can go continue to travel but what i hate to see is most people like just save up all their money and then they just like they click the reset button by pretty much traveling for a while and then they're back. And so you lost time, which you can never get uh, back, uh, time back. And then you lost all your money. So you have nothing to invest capital in. And so it's like, yeah. if you want to travel or if you're going to take big trips or vacations or whatever it is, like I always like promote what Josh is saying right here, like learn something that you can either make money passively or make money while you're traveling. Because like I would, I could not imagine, I could not imagine it like, traveling and then coming back and then like having to go back to working in a restaurant or oh. having to go back to my shitty nine to five job. Like you're, when you travel, your whole world is open up <laughs> and then you're like coming back to like, you know, scraping gum off the bathroom floors. Right. So right. If you just need to learn a skill set that's valuable to the marketplace. And there's a million different things out there. We live so in the many most, of them, yeah. uh, uh, we live in the most opportunistic time ever in, in world, human yeah. history. Like I have 16 year olds that I know that are doing more money than I am on a monthly basis right now. Like it's it's, they're not going to high school. They're not going to college. Like right, right. it's unbelievable. And yet yeah. people are still like doing this whole like ass backwards stone age thing where it's just like, Oh, well, I can't make money while I'm traveling. It's like, if you're in Bali, and you're making even like three thousand dollars a month. Like you're like you're living like a king, yeah. You're like in New York making six hundred thousand dollars a month. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like so, just try to make. You, know, you don't have to be a millionaire doing it, but enough money to at least not be going backwards. Yeah. Because it goes back to the slight edge. Like I would hate to just go backwards. My number one goal every single day. I just don't want to go backwards. Like yep. just go forwards. Like you know what I mean? And. I think it's kind of binary in that essence. You're either on the slide edge up or the slide yeah, edge. Yeah, there is no standing still. Yeah, there is no standing still. So if you think you're standing still, guess what? You're going backwards, yo. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All right, Ravi, I have officially taken three thousand dollars of your time. I found out today. Uh, yeah, I guess you have. Yeah. yeah. So where should I send the invoice to? Where yeah, to? yeah. You can send that to Ravi at <laughs> RaviAbuzan.com. Actually, Mary Joe was that her name? What was your assistant's name? Mary Jane. Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. You can send the invoice to her. I'm sure. Which Mel Jane? You Mel made Jane. yourself. She's gonna be so upset. It's Mel, Mel Jane. Jane. You said Mel, Mel, Mel Jane. Jane. Mel Jane. Yeah. Thank you. Take care of that invoice. All right. Um, <laughs> I want to move to rapid fire questions. We got some rapid fire questions at the end, and then at, at the very end, we end uh, the podcast interviews with the same question for everyone that we interview. So, first rapid fire question for you: You got beef with anybody? 
Uh, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I did. Did you take care of that beef or you still got beef? Uh, well, they're swimming with the fishes now. <laughs> um, no, I, I took care of it. I, I burned a lot of bridges uh, when I when I made a lot of the moves. And in order to go from where I was to where I am today, I had to burn a lot of bridges in order to do that with people that I was very close with in the past um, because I realized very quickly they were holding me back. Um, and maybe they didn't even realize it. And But I've come to peace in terms with it. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So you got you don't have any beef with any like big. I don't hold any beef. Or... They have beef with me. I yeah. have. Like I told you, I I am the happiest person. I, I happiest I've ever been in my whole life. Right. Yeah. I, and I that's awesome, man. Congratulations. All right. Thank so you. no beef with anybody. Uh, favorite sports car. Uh, I don't like just like football. I don't really get into cars too much. Uh, what? Okay. Know. Okay. Let, let me rephrase the question. What do you spend your money on? That is a physical thing. Oh, I really spent it more on like travel, but if I had to spend it on right, I know, but like physical things, uh, eating out, Uh, eating out with good company, you're shaking your head. Are you going to drop? I'm looking for something that you're going to drop a quarter million bucks on, bro. Like we're talking like big time dream house, dream car. Oh, well, real estate investments, property, a a unit with uh, a splurge toy. Something that's not an investment (laughs) is not going to make you money. All right. Like something, something that is stupid. Like, oh, God. what is the stupid thing you're going to drop a quarter million bucks on or more? Uh, I would say the stupid thing I'm going to buy that I'm going to drop a quarter million dollars more on. Is a boat, a car, be- a watch, a house. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a down payment for a multifamily unit property that's cash flowing me. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> yes, Robbie. I know you're only buy things that make you money. Okay, all right, all right. I'll say... I want to have uh, a, a Rolls Royce. I'd love to have a driver uh, and a Rolls Royce being chauffeured around everywhere I go around town. That's so you're, so you're like Grant Cardone. He only buys cash producing assets and he has a Rolls Royce. All right. And I'm, he I'm, uses I'm, those cash producing assets to buy the stupid shit. To buy the stupid stuff. I watched that video he just did recently where he got out of the uh, the Mercedes G-Wagon. Yeah, G-Wagon. He was, he was talking to all the rappers. This is dumb. Like, this, this is, is all dumb. the rappers. He's like, yeah. y'all are dumb. You're spending your money on this. And he goes... And I have these things. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. And he goes, but I buy it with smart money, right? Like yeah, I buy it. It's true though. You it's buy true, stupid though. stuff. I buy smart stuff. All right, I feel that. All right. Uh, bucket list item that you have not done yet in your life that you want to do. Uh, top two, number one is Bali. I still have never been to Bali for being an online entrepreneur. I know. Wow. You're, you're yeah, I'm, I know. I'm about to beat you to, to a, I know you really are. Uh, yeah. well, it's like fucking like 18 hours. I don't know. The time difference is crazy. Bro, like, you, you should come. We're going to be there over Christmas. When are you going to be there? Christmas time, dude. Okay. It could like, be, uh, a week and a half, I think we're going to spend there. I'm planning. I heard that there are six dollar full bo- full body massages without in a happy ending so that's that we're good all oh, right wow, wow. so six dollar full body what massages. does seven dollars get me i, I don't <laughs> know all i know is, is that i'm about to get a massage every day and it's gonna be awesome because i love massages i love it um uh, yeah so number one for me is going to be uh Bali. And, and number two would probably be uh a, a, a yacht sailboat essentially a sailboat around the world i want to do that oh that would be super super cool yeah. Uh, yeah my bucket list item that i've always wanted to do that we're going to check off on this uh, list is we're going to go skydiving in dubai oh wow oh, yeah. and number two is was to get me on the think differently podcast right oh right well that yeah. wasn't a bucket list for me maybe that would have been a bucket list for you so oh, okay. we'll put that in number three <laughs> Okay. Um, if you ever had the opportunity to go to space, would you go to where space? 
Uh, yeah, 100%. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Sure. <laughs> just I just sure. told you I wasn't afraid of dying. Like, of course. Okay, I'm, I'm just making sure, bro. Some people Who says no? About. Have you had people say no? Um, I just started asking that question recently. Um, so we haven't had anybody say no yet, but I've asked the question before and someone, I've had many people tell me, no, I never want to leave the earth. Yeah, you should like, add a little twist in there too. Like, would you be willing to go to space if you could never come back to earth? Ooh. Time? All right. Hold on. New question. Hey, Robbie. <laughs> 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 would you go to space? If you never could come back to Earth, and if so, at what age would be the cutoff? It's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I would probably say I'm going to do the flip side. I'm going to say yes, but it would be after I was 60 years old. Mm. So I would say yes, but I would have to be after my last child was married. Wow, very nice. Okay. Yeah, because I'd want to be there for that, right? Or, or we'd have to bring the marriage to space, and then we could. Space, and then they could have come back down. Send them back, but yeah, I'll, I'll be up on Mars, hanging with Elon Musk and the aliens up there. That would be tight, yeah. Be tight, yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of that, I have one question for you, and then we'll go to the final question. Actually, two more. One. Speaking of aliens, do you believe aliens are real? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know if I do. I think I believe that there's like universal power, right? It's like believing in God. Like, I don't really know if I even believe really in God. Like I believe in karma. I believe in frequency. I believe in like power in the universe. And like, do I believe in aliens though? I don't think so. I don't think that I do. You don't think you do? All right. All right fair enough. All right. Second, last question. I know that's triggering you as hell right now. You want to get no, on here? No, no. I mean, like, here's the thing. I, I do... Like, do you do psychedelics at all? Uh, I I have, I have. All right, I love psychedelics. Yeah. Um, in, in moderation, in, in moderation, in you know context, you know, be safe about it. You know, kids don't do drugs. Um, I think that there's more out there than we realize. I don't, I don't think that it's that there are aliens like the typical aliens that we think of when there's aliens. But I, I'm also you know, I, obviously I don't know, but I'm also a believer that there's probably life in other dimensions, maybe, right? So like different realities, but maybe not in this one. I don't know. But I, I think there's probably other stuff out there that we don't realize. I agree. And I'll say that, like, I think that we're so little, Clueless, like, so, yeah. so tiny, like that we have no idea of it all. And yeah. the funniest thing is, Josh, if anybody goes, follows me on Instagram, shameless plug at Ruby Ball on my first class, <laughs> you'll see on my story, I literally put on, I literally said I was going to be on Josh's podcast today. I'm excited I was. Um, and that I knew that by the end of it, I would be questioning everything that I knew was true before. And so like mm. now you're telling me that there's different dimensions with different realities now as well. Oh, bro. Well, I mean, there's definitely multiple dimensions. Well, That's, I, multiple I, mean, dimensions yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, dude, I, I've, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's what psychedelics will do to you. To open your mind. And I definitely believe that uh, we're living in a matrix for sure. Like not, not a matrix of like, of like someone controlling us. I believe in God. Like I'm a hundred percent believer in an absolute God of, of the universe. And even people call it universe source, whatever you want to call it. I believe that there is an intelligent creator uh, up there. And that if you want to call it a matrix, but I'm just talking about like the world in general is we're all kind of dumb. Like 90% of people are clueless. Sure. But anyway, uh, much lighter hearted question. Uh, favorite airline? You have one? Yeah. Delta. Yeah. Uh, Delta. My dad told me a while ago. I'm from Atlanta originally. Yeah. So my dad told me a while ago, he said, there's two things you need to make sure you have in your life, a good accountant. Like you need to have this your whole life, one good accountant and one good airline so you can build up your points. So yeah. uh, I'm very, I will pay more money to fly in Delta 
uh, than I will I in the uh, same way. Uh, on anything else. Yeah, 100%. If Delta does it, unless it's like six times the price, you know, like if it's just like 100 bucks more, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm Delta. Now, other, other, they just don't compare. I will say this though. The, uh, the young lady I went to Barcelona with, she flew me there first class. She's American Airlines, so she's probably pretty pissed off that she took mm. me there. American Airlines, that's the Delta, but. I, I've also heard, and I've never flown them, but I, I'm expecting to, when I do inevitably fly them, to be blown away by Emirates. Oh, um, that's, I don't need, that's a whole different, like, class. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about domestically. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Emirates, yeah, my dad's from India, born and raised. Like, Emirates is like, you know, in the U.S., how do I, I won't, okay, I won't say what I'm really thinking, but it's like, in the U.S., like, anybody can do anything with, air, let me just put it this way. Emirates is like the old world essentially flights where they can do like it's premium service they only have premium people working there like there's not all these laws and regulations that say that like everybody has to i don't know i, I don't want to get in trouble with your uh, listeners but yeah oh, it's just, I, dude like, bro you can say anything on here like yeah yeah it was, so essentially uh, emirates is like the prime of the prime and my dad was just telling me like it's just yeah it's it's the way to go well you know they don't have to play politics over there dude That's i mean like it is they do because everything is like there's crazy i mean crazy uh gaps of of the ultra elite and the rich and there's way bad inequality but when it comes to premium service it's nothing like anything well, it's like i go on some flights in the u.s and there's like this 80 year old woman like yelling at me and like she's not hearing what i'm saying and like she can't like do anything and it's like you should, shouldn't be working here on this flight right now. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't right. know that it gets 80-year-old women, but, like, at Emirates, it's, like, you're young. You're, it's just it's different. Right. Yeah. Young, probably good-looking, very smart, okay. intelligent, okay. everything. Intelligent. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of things over there. So, all right. One last question for you. Fast forward to the end of your life. You're on your deathbed, and all your money's gone. All your stuff is all gone. Like, anything that you've done, like, is all gone. However, every single person that you have uh, affected or touched either indirectly or directly, you get to leave them with one final word of advice or wisdom. What is that message to them? Uh, it would be two things. It would be number one, don't take it so seriously, right? So I, I did that. When I say that I'm the happiest I've ever been, it's because like, look, I have about 150 fires when I open up my email every single day. Like it's not that... Uh, I have like an easygoing life and everyone's just throwing money at me and people are showering me with champagne. I have a lot of problems personally. Like I, I got a lot of issues going on. Um, and so I, I'll just leave it at one thing. I'll just say like, don't take it so seriously. Life is, it's a cheesy saying, but it's like 2% how, what happens to you and 98% like how you react to it. And so like right. anytime I hear my family talking to me, they're upset, or my friends talking to me, they're upset, or even I'm upset, I have to do an inner dialogue, and I'm just like, like I am choosing to let this affect me right now. I am yeah. choosing to be upset because of this. I am choosing uh, to be in this negative state of mode, and as soon as I just acknowledge it, all of a sudden, it just seems to disappear and dissolve away. Yeah. So like the one thing I would say, I don't care if it's money, fame, if I lost everything, if everyone was near me, I'd say it. It's just like the same thing I tell a lot of people, a lot of people in my program is like, uh, it's all, it's a journey. And like the people that enjoy the journey are the people that live longer, live happier, make more money. The people that think that they have to sacrifice everything in their life and grind and get upset at all the small little things and then worry every single day if they're going to die because they haven't lived any of their life at all. Um, those are the people that, that do die prematurely. They die upset. They have like uh, coronary diseases from stress, et cetera, et cetera. So don't take that. life so seriously. 
I love it. All right, man. Uh, that was the final question, but I actually just thought of one more here uh, as you were saying that, that I do want to ask you, which by the way, I think that is great advice. Um, on this podcast right now, we have our number one most downloaded episode, which is Brad Gibb by far. It's the money episode. It doesn't really count. I mean, it does, absolutely. But I promoted it super hard and it was during our... He was episode number 100. So he is so far above everybody else. I don't know if anybody will catch him. But uh, the number one episode outside of that, which is the number two episode is Joel, Joel Kaplan. And um, he, he's pretty set on holding that spot. So my question is... You gonna promote this super hard and try to knock him out of that spot? Oh, I guarantee if Joel's listening to this right now, <laughs> he he said to me the other day, it's a compliment when the student passes the teacher. And so once again, I'm coming for you, Joel. I'm I'm gonna run a thousand dollars a day on an ad that is just promoting this freaking podcast right now. No, Let's I go. Uh, I will happily, I will happily promote this. Look, I've done a lot of podcasts, I've spoken a lot of stages. The energy in this one right here was a blast. I didn't even just realize it's been an hour and 43 minutes. That actually blows my mind that, you know, I felt like I was just talking to a good friend that whole time. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I would say I might be even number one coming to you uh, pretty soon over here. (laughs) All right, bro. Well, we'll see. You heard it here first. You got a tall task, but I'll give it to you. How many views? How many views or or listens? I'll I'll have to listen. It's like thousands and thousands. Is it a a view or is it a what is it? It's called a download. Yeah, is it on yeah. iTunes or what's the link? It, for it? It's everywhere, but iTunes is our biggest platform. I think eighty-three percent of our of our downloads come from iTunes. So yeah. All right, what do I do if I get first place? What do I? Oh, get? I was just gonna say, if you get first place, I'm gonna send you some award or like plaque or. I will. I will. I will send you a personalized custom gift if you get number one. Wow. Yeah. Okay, guys. You heard right. it here first, guys. Are, Share yeah. this with your friends, guys. Share this with everybody yeah. you know, okay? Everybody, everybody. Robbie's a cool dude. Robbie, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you already did some shameless plugs. I should have done it earlier, but where can people find you at? Yeah, of course. So uh, best place would probably be either my website, raviabuvala.com. Uh, I'm sure Josh will plug it in the Yeah, yeah, we'll somewhere. put in the links. Yep. Just my first and last name, R-A-V-I-A-B-U-V-A-L-A. That's the same thing on Instagram. Follow me there. We live in a house with five guys in San Diego. We are doing crazy stuff every single day. And they're all rich, guys. So it's and, good content. And girls, shoot me a DM. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, my God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but is so he? A, follow me on any of those things. Uh, and shoot me a message. If you listen to it, I always ask this on podcasts because I'm always we always like track stuff. And I'm always yeah. curious where people come from and like the value that you guys got. And if there's any additional questions you guys have about systemizing processes, scaling, whatever it is, online advertising, shoot me a message on one of those platforms, Instagram, Facebook, or on my website and let me know. And I, if you come from Josh, like I'll give you everything. I'll give it all to you for sure. Boom. There it is. Guys, this has been the incredible Ravi Abuvala. Um, tune back in on, well, It'll be after January 20th that the podcast drops, but tune back in, mark it on your calendars. We will, I don't know if it'll be a thousand dollar bet, but it'll be definitely be something. Yeah. It'll be, well, we, we will, <laughs> yeah, <cheers>. <laughs> um, <laughs> where we will be betting on uh, the Patriots when the Patriots are in the Super Bowl and Tom Brady gets his seventh ring. Robbie, thank you so much for coming on, my man. I appreciate you. Pleasure, my man. Thank you. As always, guys, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. That's what free thinkers do. We see it different. We think different. We do it different. And we get different stuff because, you know, that's what we do. I love you all. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. 
Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating, and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas, and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh Forty or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.